After spending five years in the streets of Venda, I realized that each man is in charge of whether they make it or break it in business. I've put together pragmatic business nuggets for entrepreneurs that have sustained me in the most uncertain economic times. Join me on this journey to impart this business wisdom to the movers and shakers. Together, let's build a strong network of entrepreneurs who break limits. Hi everyone, welcome back to Ask Jerry, the Chartered Vendor Show, the best business talk show in Zimbabwe right now. My name is Shamisa Chikarate, I am your host, and with me in studio is Jerry Nyasungu. Hi Shamisa. How was your week, Jerry? It was very fine. Okay. Very, very fine. It was uh, just productive. Well, that's good. So, we've mostly been focusing on how to you know, build your business, how to make money. Today, I want us to talk more about the actual you know management of that money once you've made it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so lately there's been this trend about financial literacy financial literacy people are just throwing that word around yeah what do you think it means like what is financial literacy to you okay financial literacy i think it means the way you're supposed to know how to handle your money i think maybe to put it in the layman's language like even as a kid, if you're given maybe a boarding school, you're given hundred dollars. Do you know what to how you're going to budget the money? How is that money is going to finish your term? Even as an employee, if you're given a salary, do you know how to budget your money after paying rentals, uh, maybe transport fee if you've got fuel, or maybe you end up uh, you end the month whilst you're now asking for for loans for loans <laughs> you know for soft so, loans from friends yeah so it it happens from a kid who is in school primary ecd be it someone who is, who is uh, on salary or someone who is in business now at the business level as an entrepreneur are you able to understand your figures are you able to understand to interpret your financial statement mm -hmm. to interpret your income statements to you know that this money doesn't belong to me this money belongs to the business can you actually budget? I think I've worked for several organizations whereby it was a struggle to, for us to get a salary in a month. Mm -hmm. It means somehow, somewhere, maybe yes. the accountant or the owner of the business, they're not, they're financial illiterate. Okay. They are failing to actually budget or to pay according to what they're actually getting. So they know what assets and liabilities are, but they're failing to figure out and plan properly how to use the money that they get. You'll be surprised. Most of the people, they just didn't know of the assets and liabilities in school. Mm -hmm. But in business, they don't know what is an asset, what is a shareholder's equity. People don't understand finances. All right, that's fine. So you see, I am in the school of thought that mm. financial literacy, you know, the shorter definition is the difference between you know where you are now and your future financial freedom and financial stability so how then do we bridge that gap because financial literacy is literally the gap where i am right now and i don't know how to budget my money i don't know how to save i don't know where, what i'm supposed to be spending on and yet i want to get to that stage where i can safely say that i am financially stable financially stable yeah what do you yeah 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 it's, it's a good definition as mm -hmm. well but i'm saying now i'm taking it from the point whereby someone is very very young because i think financial literacy is supposed to be taught from a young person who's actually in ecd yes, even absolutely. my kids I, I try to teach even my kids to mm -hmm. say yes she's seven but she's supposed to understand if if, if you're holding a ten dollar bill mm -hmm. 
What does it buy? What can it buy you? Exactly. You know, we don't want kids. Sometimes we'd be given one dollar when we to steal. Not very young. Yes. 14, 15 years, when you're given a dollar or two dollars, okay. you might think that you're giving a lot of money. But people must actually know to say, as a kid, mm -hmm. when you're given a ten dollars, yes. it buys a medium pizza. Okay. They should know. They should know that. Like, no, so you I'm going train to... your children to understand the actual value of exactly. the money that they're holding. And even when you're going to borrow someone uh, money, yes. they should know that the money is supposed to come with interest. So okay. I even always, I always say to that to her, if your mother is going to take your money, mm -hmm. when she returns the money, oh, she you must know that thing when visitors come interest. and they give you money and the parents keep it and exactly. it never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying now, please. They must know that it is to come with interest. With At interest. least they now know how the banks operate, okay. the microfinance operates, even uh, all those financial in institutions operate. So it's not alien to them now when they're not running business. The bank is saying, I should add 10% interest. Because they're also adding 10% interest when mm -hmm. the mother was borrowing. So what I'm saying now is, yes, it's the goal whereby we're saying, where I am today and where I really want to go. Maybe I want to be a millionaire. Okay. But right now, maybe my company is not even making a million dollars. Mm -hmm. So how do I become a millionaire myself? And people, do you'll be shocked with people that don't even understand. Like, if you notice most of the businesses in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. people are even richer than their businesses. Because they can even attain a millionaire status first. Whilst their businesses are not even worth $200,000 okay. in terms of their net value or their assets. It's because people are failing to understand, to say, the business must achieve the million dollar status first before you become a millionaire yourself. Okay. Like even if you check those richest people, you talk of a Jeff Bezos, yes. maybe it's worth around $200 billion. How much is Amazon worth? It's Trillions of dollars. Of so, but here now it's opposite. So your net worth needs to be a percentage of your business, not the other way around, where your business's total value is a net is a percentage of your net worth. Exactly, exactly. Because we're saying, as the owner of the business, yes. you only derive your income mm -hmm. from the dividend. Yes. And when we're saying dividend, we're saying revenue first. You get your expenses, you get your profit, you pay whatever needs to be paid in Zimra. You remain with the dividend. That is what is going to make where you are going to get your money, which you are going to spend for your assets, for your holidays, etc. So that was constituted what your net worth. But the thing is now, people have got a mistake of thinking that everything revenue belongs to, to money. Them. Okay. Then that's that's why it's very hard now, like what we were saying, mm -hmm. to say I am here now. Okay. Maybe I have got hundred thousand or fifty thousand value. How can I now become a million dollar? You can now budget to say no. Uh, I think I can make a million dollars, I can make 10,000 a month. Yes. How can I multiply my income? Okay. Maybe say that by increasing sales, by reducing expenses, okay. or even by creating multiple streams of income. Like right now, what I have done, mm -hmm. I know that a day, um, a good day, I might get um, $100, $80 from the books. Yes. I'm creating other, other avenues of right. getting money. It's no longer about waiting for the company for to the, actually for, give to, to me pay money. You at the end of the month, and yeah. you know, and especially if you're the owner now, you can only get dividends. And I'm sure sometimes you don't pay yourself dividends. If sometimes the is not you well. don't even have to. Exactly, when you declare loss, mm -hmm. where do you expect the dividend to come, come from? from? It's good that I'm a, I'm executive, so I can get a salary. At least I was something which I can get. <laughs> which will push but you. when I'm non-executive now, I'm not There's going to get anything.
All right. get it. Now, I love this talk about, you know, millionaires and all of that. When we are talking about financial literacy, mm -hmm. especially uh, in our Zimbabwean context, a lot of people talk about save your money, save your money, save your money. Do you believe that it is possible to actually get to a million dollar status with just saving? Saving money is a big, is a mistake because uh, I believe that cash, cash mm -hmm. is just a paper. Yeah, you, well, you it's like, you know, you're digging you, a hole. You, you, you don't, you don't, you don't have to keep cash. Yes. But you must, you must have cash flows. Mm -hmm. So what I look for are cash flows. Where am I going to get the next dollar? And how much will I be getting? So the money which I have, I like to invest it into something which is actually bringing me more money. So, you so I don't saving to invest, not just saving to keep, but you save and then you invest in something that will don't give you even sell. Money was uh, is supposed to be used. That's but, why even in America. So how about how yeah. are you saying? If you're saying don't even save, hmm. what if I just have a dollar? right and at the moment there's nothing there's no product actually the way in which i can invest that dollar i mean if we're being realistic a lot of the zimbabwean firms that offer such asset management mm. they you are lucky if they will accept even a hundred dollars mm. you need to at least save to maybe about 500 before you start investing in that like are you saying then that if I cannot afford, if right now I just have a dollar, I should just invest in something for a dollar, which is not going to give me much returns. Or can I save those dollars until I have 500 of them, invest them and then make more? Okay. Thank you for that. I, I think maybe I'll go back to my story in this other vendor. I used to be a vendor and I got about, I had $4.5 million, which wasn't a lot of money. Maybe right now you can compare it to about $45. And forty-five with forty-five dollars is nothing, but that was my capital. That's what I had between me and what and poverty. But I got that money. I started. Uh, I bought. Um, I started doing airtime. Yes. I was using money, and that money actually multiplied to about twelve million, the four point five million which I had. And I had to start doing sweets and bananas, and that money even multiplied until I was able to actually buy payphones. But if I just had kept the four, 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 five dollars and say maybe I would look for another job to actually get more money, mm -hmm. that doesn't work. Even when I started MNJ as well, it was just me and my laptop. But I had to look for avenues. People, with ten dollars, you can buy bananas, and that money can actually multiply. Mm -hmm. So what I'm just saying is, you're not supposed to wait until you have a hundred dollar bill. You're not supposed to wait until you have $200 bill. You're not supposed to even think of asset management when you can't even... There are various ways of multiplying money. Like okay. today, I encountered a man who is actually doing what. Well. Do you know what they do? What they they do? buy a beehive. A beehive, do you know this how much? Mm -hmm. It's going for about $12. A beehive. Put it in a tree. Put those, uh, what do they call those uh, uh, honey material. Okay. Then put that into, into the beehive. After three months, you'll be getting 60 liters of honey. Okay. And each bottle is selling for about four to five dollars. Okay. So $5 times about 120 bottles of honey is how much? You are making money, okay. but it's just a $12 beehive. So people are good at giving excuses. And people in Zimbabwe, they are not creative. Okay. When everyone is doing brailers. solve your problems. When everyone is doing brailers. We will all do them, why not? Everyone, even if right now our mothers, our grandmothers, they just want a project of uh, if you at least if you give me money, I buy my hundred umbrellas. But, but there bees, are other ways of bees don't need uh, any 
any food. Yes, they can feed, you know, they can feed for themselves. themselves. They can create animals themselves. You are not giving to have any cost besides the beehive. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying now we need to start thinking different. Mm -hmm. Not always think. I think right now we know runners. Uh, yes. I think maybe everyone is now a runner. Every lady is selling baby way. Okay. Let us think outside the box. There are various small projects you can even do. Starting with five dollars, you can do something and you can multiply that money. You need to just use that money. The problem is, if you put money somewhere, it's not doing anything. The most, the biggest thing which can it can do, mm -hmm. it can it can it can even devalue, even if it's USD. Yes. USD is devaluing every day, even here in Zimbabwe, even in America. Was I was reading that the, I think houses used mm -hmm. to sell for about forty thousand. 30,000 in America. The same house is now, now selling at around 500,000 yeah, so compared to the that 60s. done nothing with it. Exactly. It's worth nothing now. Yes. And if you had used that 40,000 to buy a house, then you would have a house. So I'm saying just invest that money away until it starts uh, giving you babies. Simple. All right. Yeah. So invest the money. Don't be saving to invest just use the money that you have at that particular moment to fund a project that is going to bring you cash flows and please get this part clear put that money into something that will give you cash flows to earn more money we'll be right back Hi, thank you for staying with us. Welcome back. Um, we're now still in this financial literacy, you know, uh, topic. Uh, uh. And there's something that as Zimbabwean, especially women, we do quite a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't know what this is called elsewhere, <laughs> but here we call it rounds. <laughs> mkandu. Yeah, mkandu rounds. You know, when you have your money, and as a group of women, you decide that you're going to be giving her the money until you get to your turn, and then you get a you know, more money, mm -hmm. which basically would be similar to what I was saying earlier about saving to invest, which you are against. So yeah. what's your take on rounds? <laughs> this i really like to know. Uh, with rounds, I think to me, uh, enough respect to those who are doing rounds, but I think to me, I think it's dumb. Why? The reason being is um, doing that, you are, you are kind of saying, I'm not disciplined. I can't keep the money, number one. Number two, I don't have any way to actually invest the money. We still are going to get that money. Let's say you are, you are going to get that no, round but what last. You, already have a, you, have a, you have a plan, yeah. but you just can't afford it now. And you giving into this round is your way of protecting your money. Because you know what? Even the most disciplined people, if something should happen, what about you if, have money to use. What about the person who is going to get it last? What's their agenda? Because if you say six of you, there's mm -hmm. someone who's going to get the round after six after six months. Yes. What are they going to benefit? Because they've been giving other people thousand, thousand, thousand dollars, then they'll receive a six thousand dollars. Well, they have more money to start their project if they want. But it's simply saying they are simply saying I'm not disciplined to keep and take care of my one thousand. But 000. you also said that keeping money is useless because it devalues every single day. And giving people money thousand each is actually a big risk because you now have six people with your six thousand, which is actually a big risk. And usually these rounds and these candles they usually end in tears. 
Visually well, I would go first. I feel like if I ever did it, I would go first. I would always want to be first. So if there's anyone who wants to play around with me, I'm in, but I want to be first. <laughs> I hope you're going to pay them back their money. Well, of course in, in I will. Months. I will pay so, you back. The thing is now, instead of multiplying, just imagine if you've got $1,000 which you can afford mm -hmm. each and every month. Why can't you just take that 1000 Invest it somewhere. Small business. Whatever you are doing, multiply that money. I tell you, in Maybe Zimbabwe, my project needs me to have six thousand instead of a thousand six hundred. That's why I'm saying now. Most of the people mm -hmm. are thinking we think too big, without the capacity. Well, aren't we supposed to be thinking big? Isn't that what you know? All of these goals and motivation and all of that. Think big. If your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Yes, but you should know how to go to that dream. We cannot say right now. We are here in Africa, you've got a thousand dollars, but we are thinking of owning ships and aeroplanes. It doesn't make any sense. Start by owning a Honda Fit. But then exactly, you, you know what? Perfect to, example. Yeah. A Honda Fit costs roughly about four thousand five hundred. Exactly. Right? You can only get a thousand a month. Yes. And instead of risking, because you know what? In financial literacy, the biggest risk is you. Because you're the one who's most likely going to spend that money. You're the one who's going to feel sorry for a relative who comes to you with a sob story and give them that money. So in giving to these rounds, you're giving a thousand every month, knowing that at the end of month five, you will have your Honda Fit and five hundred dollars fewer money. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, you are very right. I agree with you. But I'm saying, what about... Yeah, I agree. I know what you said, but I agree. What are you saying? <laughs> what I'm just saying is, let us find, instead of... Uh, keeping money mm -hmm. let us make money multiply okay. and that's my dimension if you are going to get the do get it to mukando or to get it into the rounds and it's going to bring in extra interest when that 1000 probably their cooperatives right now i think with whether women excel sapo there mm -hmm. it's a cooperative if you inject your capital there mm -hmm. yeah it's going to multiply you get it 36 56 50% uh interest okay. that's much better because you know that that thousand is going to multiply okay. and that thousand is also safe so what we're saying is not all rounds are bad you need a round that has compounding interest is that what you're saying exactly i'm just saying you don't play around or don't get into these investments where you're not going to get any interest you're actually even risking your money, your money. even more because you're giving it to people and people are not honest. People are always dishonest. Mm -hmm. And it's better for you to start. I've got a thousand dollars. What project can I start? Let me go and buy a camera for eight hundred dollars. Start taking pictures. By end of two months, you have actually get about two thousand, three thousand. And that camera now is not an asset. You are making money. Okay. And you start now building your photographing business. See, as simple as that. Right now, I think some of the cameras, mm -hmm. they even cost around $200. You can start a business with $200. But the thing is, we want to start with a studio. Of course. With I want a whole big house, you know, with my name on it. Exactly. Scarlett Studios. Exactly. So the thing is, even when you want to venture into real estate, uh -huh. don't target to, to think of getting 500 houses. I need to have land. I need to develop land. Mm -hmm. Start small. Baby steps. Start, start with that. So basically what uh, Jerry is saying is that it's all good and well to want to, you know, keep your money safe and not risk spending it. But if you're just keeping your money and it's not working for you and it's not growing, money needs to work for you. Your money should not just be sitting there and getting, getting dust. Your money needs to work for you. So make sure that your money is working for you. Don't just, 
you know, leave your money on the table. Have you ever played uh, the rounds in candles? No comments. <laughs> I but I did say, should I have played? Whether I have played or I will play, I want to be first. Yes. If you're not first, you're last. Yes, if you're not first, you're last. So I would rather be first. Have everybody's money and then figure out how to pay them back later. Um, while we're still on this topic, right? Earlier, you did mention budgets. You know, when people hear budgets, people just want to run away because. A budget just seems like this tool that is meant to oppress you and make you, you know, not live your best life. Your best no, life. we all want to live our best life. And budgets just seem like to be tools that don't allow you to do that. Like, what is your take on budgets? And how can we just change this perspective and mindset that budgets are tools of oppression? Okay, I think there are two types. There's a budget and a financial plan. Maybe I'll start with the budget. A budget, you are, you are saying the money which I have today, mm -hmm. or the money which I can, I've what maybe the ability to make that to money. Make that money. Yes. Maybe I'm earning $200, but if I work a bit harder, mm -hmm. I can even make $400. So I'm now saying, according to my budget, mm -hmm. maybe I'm going to get $400. I'm going to spend it how? I want to okay. pay my rentals, maybe $100. I want to pay my food, it's $100. I'm going to remain maybe with the extra $200. How am I going to invest in the other $200? So that's a budget. You're working from the actual figures which you're earning. But a financial plan now, you are saying, I don't have anything. Okay. I have got $400. But personally, I want to live in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. That's where I want to go. So what? why most people are not successful is they don't have financial plans. Ah, so I need to already plan that I want to live in the block one day. Exactly. That's a now. financial plan now. So you should start planning now. Whatever you are doing every day, mm -hmm. is it leading you to towards that to Borodo Brook? You as ladies, some sometimes what you'll be doing every day is actually yes. leading you to Mzarabani. Are you Was, sure? It's not how do you, do you know how much work and effort ladies put into I'm, I'm, everything? You know, I, we are very good at plans. I'm just saying with ladies now, it's not guaranteed that you're going to remain in Harare forever. Sometimes Never you're going is to it be guaranteed that you will marry a man who can actually understand that you as a lady are trying to work hard exactly. to get them to borrow the brook and you're stuck with a man with the Mzarabani mindset. That's why I'm saying even you're dating a man, is your man leading you to Lupani or is leading you to Borodo Brook? So, so what I'm just saying is financial plan now, it's a long term goal. Sometimes it's a it's a life we're saying it's 60 years. Mm -hmm. Where would I want to be? I want maybe I want to maybe to own a helicopter, maybe I want to own a private jet, mm -hmm. maybe I want to own an island. Yes. But maybe I'm around 35 years. What should I do with my point. with maybe my twenty thousand? To, to be at that point. So I'm now planning now to say, no, if I'm doing this business, mm -hmm. does this business have an, an, the ability, the ability to, to make that me money. that kind of money? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not diversifying. I'm not being innovative trying other businesses because I know that this is the financial plan. So if you live within your budget, Sometimes it's also a bit costly yes, because, because you're never you going to achieve. you accustomed to that level of poverty and you're just, you get comfortable in it and you don't try and expand exactly. and get out. Take someone who is living in the rural areas, at my rural areas in Otomba. Mm -hmm. That routine, that when you wake up, you we eat our sadza, mm -hmm. we, get, we get into the fields, at the end of the day, six o'clock, we are asleep, we wake up six o'clock in the morning. Yes. It sounds so yeah, comfortable. Maybe you're getting a hundred dollar income. Mm -hmm. You just buy your groceries. 
sometimes in the rural areas you just need to buy cooking oil mm -hmm. and salt only. Everything else you make yourself. E everything else is available. So I'm saying now, someone who's staying in the ghetto, they are so comfortable with staying in the ghetto. They don't even think of uh, how can I move from Budiriro to Boredia. Mm -hmm. You see, you become so comfortable because why? You are living within your budget. But if you want to, to put something, some kind of discomfort in your life, mm -hmm. start having a financial, financial plan, plan, start writing it every day. You start being afraid that, no, my daughter needs to go to university in America. Yes. Then I don't even have the money. I can't even so now afford. Now you start being able to think creatively, and you know, and that's where now these people who, for example, buying the beehives, come in. We're exactly. now saying, all right, I need to raise this much money, exactly. this much, you know, in this given time period, and I need to figure it out, or otherwise, I'm not going to make mm. it. Or how am I going to retire? Okay, can I even start doing an educational plan for my daughter right okay. now? Maybe paying $100 each to an ed educational plan or even an offshore. Yes. You are now making a financial plan because you know that in the next 20 years, mm -hmm. sometimes you can't even afford. Sometimes, you know, with life, you never know with life. Yeah, sometimes you're even disabled. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't even work as if, like what you are doing right now. So I'm making a financial plan to say, how do I want to end my life? How you look at the Donald Trumps? Yes, I think around eight years. You look even at our president, around eight years. But those guys are still hungry, and they're even declaring that no, we'll be still in charge, and they are they are able-bodied. They can still work on themselves. Go to the real areas and find an eighty-year-old. You see, they've so, just relaxed. Exactly, because they've relaxed with life. They don't have ambitions. Whenever I've got ambitions. Whenever you've got a vision, mm -hmm. sometimes God actually like grants you. Like vision is what pushes you. Exactly, you know, you that exactly. To keep going. Like you look at Grant Cardone at 65 years. Mm -hmm. I think he's, he posts almost seven, nine, nine times a day okay. on his social media platforms. It's 65 years old. But if we're a 20 year old yes. who can't even post once, they are busy following your social lights and commenting stuff on social media. But they're not even being creative. Because you can make money through social, social media. Yes. But people don't have a financial plan. So I want people to start thinking of financial plans more. Yes, like stop trying to just live within your budget, but also just, you know, have your financial plans that allow you to then grow. Exactly. All right. You know, we cannot talk about um, finance stuff without bringing in the issue of access. For example, you were talking about how, you know, somebody in the ghetto or in the rural areas can become comfortable and then just decide to, you know, stay there. But there are instances in which it's not that you are comfortable it's just that you are so busy focusing on surviving like getting through the day that mm -mm -mm. thriving for you is not really a priority mm -hmm. right so what kind of advice like can we actually offer people in which they are still in that survival mode because if i'm in survival mode mm. and you give me hundred dollars I'm not going to go and buy a beehive, mm -hmm. which can earn me a thousand dollars. I'm not going to go and, you know, start selling airtime. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to go home. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy the basics that my family needs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and pay for my child's school fees. Mm -hmm. And yet, if you give somebody whose basic needs are met mm -hmm. that hundred dollars, they now are, you know, freer mm -hmm. to be able to start projects that then, you know, give them money. How can we sort of like try and at least fix that situation? Yeah, that, that, that is actually a great question. Mm -hmm. What I think with money, yes. uh, I think uh, is it um, 
um, Robert Kiyosaki. Is, he described a rat race, I think, in his book, Rich Dead, Poor Dead, or Rich Dead, uh, uh, the Four Quadrants. Yes. So what, what we're now saying is, given employee $1,000, they'll spend, according to the $1,000, and finish that money. Okay. Give them $10,000. They'll spend. They'll spend according to the $10,000. Because why? They're saying, the next month, I'm also going to get the same 10000 You get it? That's the mentality. Mm -hmm. Give an entrepreneur $10,000. They're not even sure yes. whether in the next month they're going to get, get the 10000 So you see, that mindset already is different. It's different, of course. Now so, I'm focusing on how to extend and grow this 10000 whereas the other 10000 is, well, I can spend it. I'm I can spend it, and next, next month, month I'm guaranteed that I'm going to get the 10000 so, what I just want to say to my young brothers in the ghetto, to my big brothers in the ghetto, and my big sisters, my young sisters, is please, don't hang around with people who are not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. The problem is, with a dollar, like, come with a dollar, you buy someone a scud, and people actually say, Dara, Dara, yes. <laughs> and when you yeah. go with your small vehicle, people start saying, eh, you know in the ghetto they will give you all sorts of names to, in order for you to buy them beer mm -hmm. you are not going anywhere personally I like to hang around with people who are going to say Jerry go and buy beer for us okay. when I'm parking my car I'm even ashamed to park my car amongst these guys cars because why they will challenge me exactly. even if I visit their houses I'm more like I'm motivated I'm I'm seeing this kind of life which I'm not even living mm -hmm. it kind of and it drives me and I'm that. saying but how can I be in, in Borodeo Brook how can I be in Borodeo how can I be in Westgate how can I be also in in Grindel mm -hmm. how can I also be even in Horton Park yes. it's because I can see the life someone is actually living but if you just live in the ghetto every day is town your ghetto you think that you've made it but in life you actually you'll be behind so what i just want to advise them is hang around with people who are going somewhere yes. if you are renting when you're a young man or a young woman who is actually going to work and renting my advice is sometimes yes renting in the ghetto is affordable but it will damage your brain it will mm -hmm. cause serious brain damage to your success okay. try maybe to live in the medium density suburbs mm -hmm try to live in the low density suburbs you start to aspire and say no i think i can I be also at that exactly. level so that's what i want to live and i want people to actually change everything in dies and it can grow mm -hmm. in the mindset all right so as we have said um it's very important for you to be careful to not have a poor mindset it's okay and it happens and it's understandable to not have enough money but if you have a poor mindset you are just done for if you really now want to learn more about how you can actually just grow even with that little capital that you have be sure to buy the book the shut up vendor by jerry thank you very much see you again next week